0: Hi, and welcome to the Super anti Aging Podcast with your host, myself, Steve Halpern. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, and that's because I've been so busy researching all the latest longevity studies to give to my audience. There's so much information now between really good YouTube videos, educational videos, and access to journals and, and conferences, and that's what I try and do, sort through this. One, because it's personal, and I really want to bring this to my audience. Given the focus on longevity and that big companies are involved in because we realize that we need to prevent age-related conditions, Many scientists believe and physicians believe that a big factor in COVID was it was an age-related condition that majorly affected seniors. Now, lots of other people of different ages got COVID and sometimes serious COVID, but it, to a big part, affected our older population. Now, what makes an older person... (laughs) I'm a member of this club. But fortunately, I don't have any of these age-related conditions. And I love to brag about it. I do not need reading glasses, hearing aid, uh, joint support, hair color, <laughs> and uh, antidepressants. I'm doing perfectly fine. I'll be 75 in January. Why? Because I work on it. And I want to share this information with my audience one of the big focuses now has been on the microbiome and all discoveries I learned the other day that bugs in your colon these uh, zillions of bugs down there both good and bad in that community can actually travel and they don't stay necessarily in the tube and they can go any place in the body they can go your heart your lungs Your GI tract, you know, where you get gastric reflux and SIBO and and your small intestine where you wind up with all sorts of problems and digestive problems, colitis, Crohn's disease, the list goes on and on and on. Now, also brain function. They looked at autism and they looked at dementia and they've even looked at Emotional issues, and it seems to be possibly related to different types of bugs down there. And unfortunately, we've seen a big disruption food preservatives, glycophosphate, chemicals, drugs just the list goes on and on and on, irregardless of the food we're selecting that doesn't necessarily have. Uh, good probiotics in there or good prebiotics that help the probiotics grow. But the good news is now there's a lot of money into the research because the commercialization of probiotics is very, very big. You go to any grocery right now and you'll see all sorts of probiotic products in the cosmetic section. You'll see skin products and hair products and you know, um, deodorant products, or is the marketing a little head ahead of the science? Yes, it is. But I watched a video the other day and it was very educational on things I didn't know. By Dr. Williams and he's an MD and he's big on promoting, uh, microbiome health. And there was two he was talking about. One, rotary, I guess you could say RUTURI, that was related to production of oxytocin, the feel-good hormone in the brain. How do you like that? And there was another one called infitalis. Oh, by the way, RUTURI was also shown to increase testosterone. Now, this was in animals and mice, but why not? We know that a lot of hormone uh, metabolism happens not only in the liver, but also happens in the colon. So very, very important to support healthy microbiome health. Uh, You need a diversity of different bugs on there. And I think a lot about sanitation, that's what they say, you know, clean, clean, clean. You know, children who were raised in more dirty environments and on uh, farms and with animals seem to have a more healthy and diverse microbiome, which is a good thing. We I mean, definitely correlated that as a good thing. A question that came to my mind was having COVID infection, because we see so many people with post COVID syndrome how did the infection affect the microbiome which would explain the inflammation the post-inflammation and the mental symptoms and so many unexplained symptoms might be related and the other interesting fact was different people have experienced uh, various symptoms. Some people get GI symptoms when they got COVID, and others didn't. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Why? Well, it could have had something to do with um, natural immunity from their probiotics. And probiotics also produce some beneficial compounds, which we can talk about in future podcasts, such as short-chain fatty acids, very, very beneficial, you know, in excessive, and butyric acid. Um, Anti-cancer compounds are produced uh, by healthy probiotics. And we're not quite sure, but it might affect gene switches. The turning off and the turning on of specific genes which is a big part of aging now we do know that as people get older as seniors or just getting older there are often changes in that micro by micro biome environment in fact when they took the um Macrobiome samples. You know, they did a fecal transplant from a young mice from a young mouse to an old mouse, and an old mouse to a young mouse. Guess what? They got symptoms in the young mouse of aging, and the young mouse, the, you know, and the older mouse who got the probiotic from the young mouse seemed to have symptoms disappear. Fascinating. Maybe that's a future medicine we're we will be doing uh, fecal transplants for aging or pills a lot of companies are working on pills it seems to be a more pleasant way to go than uh, the actual fecal transplant remember I read just yesterday an Israeli study at the Weissman Institute where they actually measured turnover of cells in the body digestive system I mean, we're made up of trillions of cells and that they found was we're constantly turning over which we already knew but the time was interesting that the GI tract could turn over in three days three days blood cells take longer they can take up to three months but for many cells in the body you know they're dying and being replaced well, you want bad ones dying sooner and not hanging out. We call that often uh, something in anti-aging medicine called synolic cells. These are cells that hang out that shouldn't be there that are causing some damage. Good when you're younger, but not particularly great in later life. The process for the science-oriented people is autophagy. Autophagy is programmed cell death of damaged cells. Think of Xerox machine. No, oh, baby boomers know what that was. You know. Now, of course, we have uh, copiers uh, attached to your computer, but there was a big thing: Xerox machines making copies. If you ran out of ink or you had bad paper or something wrong with the machine, you'd make a bad copy. Well, our DNA can help control the reproduction of a normal cell, but as people as People age. There's often DNA damage. And then they don't produce a great cell. And that's what we want. We want healthy, vibrant cells produced. All cells in the body have mitochondria. Mitochondria cell batteries. You want to support healthy mitochondria production and destruction of bad mitochondria. It's like your phone. If there's no... Battery power, <laughs> nothing works. And it's the same thing with human beings. And there are nutrients, mitochondrial nutrients, you know, Q10, and a whole list of you know, sulforaphane from broccoli seed and glutathione, and a nice list of phytonutrients from food, blueberries and strawberries. Have nice natural phytonutrients that can support healthy mitochondria. But again, this needs to be done on an individual basis because we all have an individual biochemistry. You know, one of the famous scientists who discovered more vitamins, Dr. Roger Williams coined the term biochemical in the nutrition. Nutrition, this is nutrition, biochemical individuality. And then we all have a different program now, on the same topic, but switching a little bit, how old are you? Well, I, I know I look at the calendar I'm this or this it No, how old are you biologically, and that's so, so important. And there are now a number of labs that are doing age testing, and I'm working with a couple of labs. I'll give you the report. I'm going to do it on myself, and I'm going to do it on Dr. List, and we'll tell you what the findings are and how accurate they correlated. But they can measure telomeres, the caps on your chromosomes. You want long telomeres to protect the DNA. You don't want stem cell exhaustion. And they're going to look at marks on the cell called methylation marks. These are what's called epigenetic marks that measure the turning on and turning off of cells, right? The expression of the genes in the cells. Actually, it's not turning on the cells. It's turning on the genes in the cell. We call it epigenetics. You want healthy epigenetics. Tumor suppressor, anti-inflammatory. And this way you have a way of intervening, okay, and measuring. One person might need a thousand milligrams of vitamin D, and another person might need ten thousand. One person might do fine on a minimum of vitamin C, and another person might need much more. But we've come up with this whole one-size-fits-all. You know, it, it started many, many years ago when scientists were awarded Nobel prizes for discovery of vitamins. It was really uh, a wonderful kind of discovery. And then commercially companies said, well, it's a good idea. We can, since they've made these vitamins, let's put them into a pill. And then they started competing. Well, how can we be different than the other person? And so they came up with multivitamins at high doses that made absolutely no sense at all. But they were commercially viable. with that note, we come to the end of the podcast. I'm going to go do more research so I can present you more information. Please share and download and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to email me at stevennutrition@gmail.com, at And uh, I'd be glad to uh, answer your questions. So again, thank you so much for listening.